0: Hey, it's Tristan Miller from Find and Trust Events. I'm here to tell you about the hand-to-hand spring market that is coming up in 2020. March 29th, Sunday, from 12 to 5 p.m. at the Bearded Goat and Revolution Mill. I'm currently looking for makers right now, so if you're someone who has a small handmade business that you would love to get more exposure and sling your handmade wares to local folks, definitely do not hesitate to apply. Application closes January 10th, and you can find more information about the application at findandtrustevents.com slash hand-to-hand market apply. Again, findandtrustevents.com slash hand-to-hand market apply. Thanks! Thanks!
1: Your platform for creatives, and today we have the amazing, terrific, wonderful, one of a kind, <laughs> the Danielle Teresa in here. What's up?
2: hi guys how's life life is good yeah you came yeah. through
1: got lost in my apartment complex
2: yeah just a little bit it's kind of confusing but i'm here yeah she
1: called me I was, i'm at building 18 and she was at building three
2: i was at building three yeah. i was
1: like what she's probably so mad at me right now no it's okay i forgive you
2: i forgive you might owe me some gas money but it's cool oh my god no i'm just kidding, I'm just
1: kidding. i gave you some water
2: it's the same i know thing. thank you
1: <laughs> yes but Daniela is multi-talented but Design is probably her number one thing, but she dad was in photography a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that because okay. you have you worked in some you worked in photography mm-hmm. at, a, at, a, at a company we'll talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. um but mostly design and your work is beautiful. Thank um, you. Thank you for being kind of last minute when I asked you. <laughs> no, totally. I think fine. I asked her like two days ago.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was like, yo, I had a because I had a cancellation. That's why I was like, yo. Uh-huh.
2: That's so, totally fine. Yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. You absolutely,
1: know. absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. We're gonna learn about all about you.
2: Awesome. Yes, let's Excited. do it. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So, yes, tell us about you. Tell us where like the creativity started.
2: So it really started when I was younger. Um, my uncle Mike, he um, is a practicing artist, mm-hmm. and he really. Um, he did a lot of paintings and they were in my grandparents' house. Yes. So I was so amazed by his creativity that I asked him one day to teach me how to draw. And that's really how it started. Um, my experience with design came in through, I would say, like my second year um, at A&T. Yes. Okay. So I knew I wanted to be an artist, but I didn't exactly know what. Yeah. I didn't know what field or what what track I wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, and photography, I kind of dabbled. I've always liked taking pictures. I mean, mm-hmm. in front of a mirror of other things, <laughs> you know. The, All of duck face yes. with yes. the peace sign. Yes. So um, I got into that actually when I went to South Carolina um, to actually, uh, I photographed at um, the A mc church that i think
1: oh wow oh yeah, yeah. MC church. i heard of those yeah. yeah yeah
2: so i photographed at that church i think the weekend after the massacre happened
3: what? so
2: it was it was very touching it was very emotional and the photos that i captured um they were very vulnerable and yeah. very like um they had a lot of emotion. Yeah. You could see the people there experiencing loss, experiencing grief, grief. And so I thought I would further my passion for yeah. photography yeah. after that. Um but yeah.
1: That's wild. So to the photography obviously me being a photographer, yeah. I'm interested in that. So you went there cuz you weren't you were there voluntarily to do that?
2: Uh voluntarily. Yeah, yeah so. my friend she was on a trip and I thought you know, I just got a new camera. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be there while you're on an interview. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to walk around. Yeah. I'm going to photograph yeah. and share the experience with other people, but through my lens.
1: I love that. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. And I'm sure those photos are insane. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was actually asked um, during the alumni show at AT yeah. to broadcast those photos, but I was just, I, I'm a mom. So like my. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. It's
2: very difficult sometimes to even take time for myself.
1: But oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you're doing such a wonderful job with uh, raising the yeah. older one. But we'll talk about that a little bit, because yeah. I think you want to ask some questions about, you know, raising the kid and being a creative. Yeah. But, okay, so there was a gap there. So you doing you photography all throughout, but graphic design it comes come to you in college. Yeah. Okay, so did you just do photography kind of throughout the years until Pretty then? Pretty
2: much. Um, I took um a class in... It was my second year i like i really dabbled like i really got deep into like whether or not i wanted a mirrorless um camera whether yeah. I wanted like a dslr or whether yeah. i wanted to do film and my professor during that time he was almost like a social activist i would say nice, nice. so i was really into that and i i got to experience a little bit more into like the technical side of okay. photography okay. which made me really passionate and like it made me really like Okay, this is what I want to do. But design came also that year, and um, it was visual design one. And mm-hmm. we were doing a project on um, kids'
3: mm-hmm.
2: toys, and mm-hmm. um, mine was basically focused on gender. So when you see a kitchen set, you normally see like a little girl, and I decided to s- design something more for like just a, a girl or a boy, yeah. you know, like yeah. making it gender neutral because that's the kind of like climate that we're in right now so making everything for everybody and so I designed something towards that and I really loved it and I was really passionate about that project and I just realized well if I can take this problem and solve it then I can make things happen like I could really go forward and just go so I was like
1: absolutely
2: you know what I want to be a problem solver, so.
1: And that's exactly what the graphic design kind of exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. You're constantly solving problems for clients yeah. now, that, and yourself as well. So, yeah. wow, so the first class really got you yep. into it. So, question, so what made you even take that course?
2: Well, it was kind of something that was already, like, I had okay, to take it. Okay, you had to take it. it for? Yeah, I had to take okay. it um, for um, my degree, but um, first I started with a secondary art education okay. major. Okay. Then once I took that class, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be a teacher without knowing the fundamentals of teaching. Like yes. I have to know what it is to be an artist before I could gravitate it towards someone else. So yeah. I was like, my advisor at the time was really hurt that I like switched, oh, well. but then I had to explain to him like I, I can't I can't do that. Like I, I don't want to teach and not know what I'm teaching.
1: Yeah yeah yeah
2: so my other advisor actually i personally look at him as like a mentor Mm -hmm. because he's the one that like taught me all of these different things about design so i was like this is going to be good and he's a virgo so i was like
1: oh my gosh you would yeah (laughs) that's hilarious that's amazing though Mm -hmm. it's funny how that this people's how people get into things is really interesting to me Mm -hmm. because it's always by chance Mm -hmm. usually by chance you know like phot- photography for a while, then he's like, cool, then graphic design class, you're like, oh wow, this is crazy. It's cool because you can combine those things. Yeah. You know, which I'm sure you do.
2: Yeah, currently in my job, I do both. So wow. I do event photography for any events at my job, and also um, I curate the magazine that we have at my job awesome and any type of promotionals for current or upcoming events
1: that is awesome we'll get into that yeah. in a minute though awesome mm-hmm. yes so okay so going forward to the design path at a&t mm-hmm. first of all what made you go to a&t
2: so okay i come from jacksonville north carolina mm-hmm. it's you never have the same friends like you're a military kid you go in and out and everything i've only had one best friend my whole life Mm -hmm. and i was surrounded by a whole bunch of white people like a lot and i didn't i start i didn't really see racism until like a kid in high school was like oh you should hop over the fence since you know like you're used to that and i was like I came on a plane, but okay. Yeah, the so, ignorance. Yeah, yeah, like completely. Um, so senior year I went to different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, the typical school to go to from my town was like ECU. Yeah. Went to ECU and I thought that that was a school I wanted to go to mm-hmm. because my art mm-hmm. teachers went there and they loved the program. I went there and I felt so out of place. Really? So out of
1: really? place. Really. But it's the people who the kind of people who were there? Yeah. yeah. It
2: just um I didn't fit in. Yeah. And uh, we went to UNTG. it was cool. I thought that's where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But then I went to ANT and I was like, "Oh my gosh. This
1: is it."
2: My advisor um in my design track, um he was actually the director of the program. Mm-hmm. So when he spoke, it was like, "Holy shit, he got my attention." Yeah. Like yeah. I want to go here. This is the school I want to go to. Okay. So, okay. once I got my acceptance letter, I cried in the car with my parents and I was like, I'm going to the school. Like, this is where I'm going to. And wow. I got accepted to other places, but Yeah. I yeah. knew for a fact that that's where I belonged.
1: That is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, ECU and CG and then ANT. Yeah. In a span of like what, 2 years?
2: In a span of like a uh, not even a full year. Wow. Yeah. Like that's
3: cr- Crazy.
1: i want to
2: say i started applying junior year of high school yeah, and yeah. then towards like you know you do like i guess like the second semester of high school yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Yeah. so yeah. like then is when i found out it was like in the in the early spring so yeah
1: that's insane yeah i
2: was like really nervous
1: <laughs> that's wild auntie and to me auntie is it such an underrated school <laughs> So yeah. underrated. Because um, I think people mostly think about the engineering side of it, mm-hmm. which is great for engineering, but like for the arts, I think you're the first person I've talked to who went through the art program mm-hmm. at A&T. So I'm super excited to hear how that was for you. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, now, I, I knowing that it was an HBCU, I wasn't expecting to have white professors. Yeah. But I did have white professors. Yeah. Um, and they were cool. They were very understanding. They were very... How can I explain them? They were just unique. Like, they all had this spunk about them. Mm -hmm. Like, one um, professor that I had that I gravitated towards really, really, like, quickly was um, Harriet Hoover. And she was also my mentor during my undergrad thesis. So, um, she's just been great. Like, Mm -hmm. she was a spunky um, teacher who, like really focused on her history of her family Mm -hmm. and her own experience with, like, just life in general, it was just very moving. And it, it led me to what I wanted to do, like, focusing on my family, my culture, my own unique experience
1: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah that's cool yeah i think i guess it would if i wanted to go in there but yeah it's probably all black teachers yeah that kind of makes sense right? i know that's probably like like,
2: ignorant too yeah like you know but i was like kind of expecting that yeah um but one of another professor that really had my heart was um barnhill Mm -hmm. he actually did the statue of four that's actually in front of the art building
1: he, he made yeah. that statue. Yeah. That's wild.
2: I know. It's, it's insane because we've seen pictures of him just on a ladder molding and it. sculpting. Yeah. And I was just like,
1: you it's really like, did that. was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You did that?
2: Yeah. Like, That's it's crazy. Cool. Yeah. That's
1: amazing. So, obviously, okay, great, great time there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to talk about it though. But um, so you mentioned the first graphic design class. Mm hmm awesome change your focus Mm -hmm. um so kind of got us through kind of the rest of it so how was the curriculum like was it pretty strict was it pretty loose did you were you challenged like what what, how was it for you
2: with my advisor's courses because he was our main professor throughout Mm -hmm. all of our graphic design gotcha he was like like a virgo detail oriented so he wanted like, a lot, which I appreciated because I feel like it molded me into the person and the craft that I am in now. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I would say it was strict in some ends, and it was kind of, like, free in another. It just really depended on how you tackled
1: Mm
2: -hmm. each and every course slash assignment, so.
1: Yeah. So, like, obviously, you got the training, like, Adobe Suites, the, I guess, Illustrators and Mm -hmm. all that. Um, So... When it came to that, were you familiar with those programs or did you, okay, how was how was that? Because I'm learning those right now, so that's kind of okay. a question for me. So, like, how was uh, learning all those programs?
2: So, it was very difficult at first because yeah. um, with taking Carter's classes, that was my advisor, mm-hmm. we did a lot of things, like, by hand first and then ran them through yeah. the system. Yeah. Um, Photoshop, my boyfriend and I actually were thrifting one day and found a free Adobe Photoshop book. And oh, the awesome. lady was like, yeah, it's free. It's in the bin. You can take it. So we took it. And that's literally how I learned Photoshop.
1: You just read through. Read through. So sick. Looked through
2: the index. Yeah. And that's how I learned it. Illustrator, um, that's kind of like I use lynda.com. I've and, heard of
1: lynda, yeah.
2: And YouTube. 'Cause yes. you know. YouTube university. Yes. Yes. Yes, YouTube university. Um because the class that I was taking for um Photoshop and Illustrator, I felt like I wasn't getting what I needed from that class. Really? So okay. yeah. Well. Like I didn't feel like I was getting enough from that class. I don't know if it was just me, my attention span, or the professor. Like, I wasn't really sure what was going on, but I wanted to seek more because these are the essential tools that I needed.
1: For your job. Yeah. That's cool. I applaud you on that because that takes a lot for you to to go outside of the classroom and, like, really, really learn because, obviously, they're not going to teach you everything in the classroom. There's not enough hours in the day. Mm -mm. So, to fully embrace something like that you have to do a lot of outside teaching so that's awesome i also like that you read the book
2: yeah it's
1: i (laughs) I didn't think how much
2: i would be reading until like grad school yeah because you know like you're in art school you're doing stuff you're making things but now like grad school is like literally i'm reading an article a lot i'm reading books so it's just like it's essential it's like something you need
1: that's amazing that's Mm -hmm. good it's a very uh it's underrated to read books, kids. Kids, <laughs> well, people, I won't say kids, because, yeah. like, people, that's something that's very overlooked is reading books learn how to do things, you mm-hmm. know? Obviously, you mentioned YouTube. YouTube is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But following along with the book and all that, using the index and yeah. all that, so that's, I definitely applaud you on that. That's amazing.
3: Thanks.
1: So, was AT a class, or class, was a school that you, they wanted you to be kind of well rounded as an artist? You'd have drawing classes. Did you have, like, sculpting? You, you had to do all that as well? Yeah. So, how was that for you?
2: Um... So drawing, going back to, like,
1: yeah.
2: um, my first, I guess, like question, um, I've been drawing all throughout this time. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. So when I took my first anatomy class, I actually failed. I got an F <laughs> because, not because I didn't do the work, but because I just didn't show up. Oh, wow. Because I was pregnant and I was always sick.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Because you got pregnant while you were in college. Gotcha. Okay. So...
2: Okay i did take sculpting while i was pregnant and that was really fun i loved having things in my hands and getting dirty and i I loved it um photography obviously you know um i did design we also did um we had a class where they did have like um i forgot what it's called
1: this episode is brought to you by Stay Lovely, a brand out of a Greensboro everyone should know about. That's S T A Y B L U V L Y. Each piece of clothing fuses fashion with designs that empower the Black community, while teaching the basis and meaning of Black origins and culture through short videos about each piece on their site. Plus, you can get everything from long and short sleeve tees to hoodies and sweatshirts for under forty dollars oh and shipping is free all day every day visit stay com. that's dot com to shop their collections and on to the episode
2: but it's like kind of like public art mm-hmm. so we did a little bit of that i created a sculpture out of um tape and uh Yeah, it it was, like, a human, like, maybe your size. Wow. Um, And he was made out of tape. And uh, I sat him outside of Tate Street Coffee. And people interacted with him. And I recorded, like, a time lapse of that.
3: What? Yeah, so
2: that was, like, another. Like, like, we did, like, everything. Like, yes, our concentration was, like, in art or graphic design and everything. But we took classes that I felt, like, made us well-rounded individuals and artists. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: All those different mediums of art work together I mm-hmm. mean being a graphic artist and a visual artist that you are I mean you can probably take things from drawing from sculpting from, from for to mold into you being a great graphic designer mm-hmm. that it all works together so that's yeah. really awesome that's the one thing I definitely see myself having a disadvantage as I don't have a well-rounded you know view of like all that stuff or mm-hmm. experience with all that stuff so yeah. I'm jealous no like, cool. don't yeah. I
2: think like honestly just Continue to do what you're doing because you're yeah. doing a good job. Thank you. I appreciate I it. I love your work too. So. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. She's a uh, lie. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no.
1: No. No. Thank you for I, that. I appreciate yeah. it. So obviously you graduated mm-hmm. Um well. So before we leave the college thing, were there any big takeaways from college that really helped you kind of get to where you are now? Like, or did you have internships or anything too?
2: Um, during college, during my last year of college, I did have an internship okay. with the Public Art Endowment of Greensboro. Yeah. And um, it was accompanied by Richardson Properties. Mm-hmm. So we were asked, it was a group of 12. Mm-hmm. And it ended with a group of six. And I was one of the six. Oh, wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So
2: it just started dropping like crazy. That's usually what happens. And um, that was my first time ever working with a team. Okay. And um the concept was really cool. We were creating a facade for the parking deck across from Lobar Park. Yes. And everything was great. However, we were out of budget.
1: Oh. So okay. the materials
2: that we wanted were too expensive for the budget that the client
1: gave us. So this was an actual project. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we wow. presented,
2: we had a phase one, a phase two, and our final phase. Crazy. And they loved it. Yeah. They loved the design. They loved the pitch. They loved it. Yeah. However, we were just out of budget.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, that was your first time working as a team, right? Mm-hmm. So, tell us about that experience.
2: Um. Well, it was interesting mm-hmm. because I was working with so many different personalities. Some that were really focused in making this happen some that were like okay mm-hmm. this is my whole semester i need to graduate i'm ready to get this over with yeah and then i was kind of like the person that really wanted to make this happen really wanted to make things work because this is like a like a great experience like yeah. this is not only like teachable but this is like something that like we can take away from like if mm-hmm. we see this actually appear you know if this actually happens we could say hey that was our stuff. we did that
1: yes yes yes
2: um, but it was interesting. I was really scared. It's my first time publicly speaking in front of like oh, a client. Oh, wow, yeah. So, um, he was really nervous. Mm. And when I'm like nervous, I sound like I'm about to cry and I look like I'm about to cry because yeah. my eyes get watery. Yeah. Um, and it's just really painful to talk in front of people. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it was just very hard. Um, but I feel like it taught me how to conquer yeah public speaking or yeah. speaking in front of a client confidently
1: that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah it probably helped you a lot then as yeah. pitching ideas where you yeah. currently are and just everything after that yeah that's awesome yeah. cool so was that like was that like a capstone did you, you had to do that to graduate
2: mm, no not really oh wow we okay. didn't have to do an internship i know some friends that were in the program that didn't do any internships at yeah. all yeah. um of course um I feel like it's probably changed now. Mm-hmm, probably. So, I hope so. Um, yeah, I hope so, too. Because yes. that opportunity was a great opportunity. It taught me how to learn it outside of the classroom. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I really regret is not, I didn't do any internships, which I didn't study art in school, but mm-hmm. um, I wish I would have taken internships because that helped. That's your experience. Yeah. You know, you come out to these jobs who want so many years of experience and you don't have any, and then you kind of, the way of sword soared, it's like well, I don't have experience because you won't give it to me. Yeah, you know. So that's a whole different subject, though. With internships. No, but it's. As, I agree. Yeah, though. it's awesome, especially in the art world. Like you, yeah. you need internships. Yeah. I don't see how you would. I don't know people who made it without internships, but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. um, so awesome. So you graduated, uh-huh. awesome. So, how did life look after that? Did you know where you were going? Did you know did, what you were going to do? I yeah, I actually
2: fell into like, um, pretty weird phase. I I don't want to call it like. A huge, how can I? I went through a very depressed phase.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
2: During that time, and I went through a lot just internally because I was just like, all of my friends are like getting jobs, like I'm not getting a job. And then again, I was my, I was like, one of the two girls that had a kid in the in the program. So I was like, can I curse? yeah okay yeah. i was like fuck like i'm not gonna get a job because i have a freaking kid because i don't have time
3: yeah and i
2: can't yeah. do x y and z because i i can't find a legit babysitter yeah. that won't bail on me like 30 oh, minutes yes yeah. Yes. yes so like i went through a pretty deep depressed depression
1: yeah
3: yeah
2: um i want i don't exactly want to say it's it was like all postpartum from having a kid yeah but it also had to do with like I was happy where I was in my life.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess there was a time, was I a gap where you, you weren't doing anything?
2: I wasn't doing... I was a cashier at Home Depot. Okay. Like... Okay. Okay. And it was very depressing because, like, it's not something I wanted to do. Like, yeah. I wanted to, like, further my You wanted to career. do what you were doing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that that's always such a hard topic for people who... I, to anyone who's listening, if you were able to come out of college with a job, you are... Very lucky. Mm-hmm. I want to say lucky. I hate saying lucky. Yeah. I, obviously, not lucky, but you were very, uh, what's the word? I want to say privileged? I don't know. Blessed. 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 You, say, blessed. Say blessed. Always yeah. good. you were blessed. If you were able to come out of college in art with a job, you were definitely blessed. Yes. Blessed. I, that's Completely. very hard. Most people talk to you on this, inter- on this podcast, that was not the case. They were like you. They had to come out and just work somewhere. Yeah. Because it just didn't, the eggs didn't fall in the, in the right baskets at the time. So how did you persevere like going through that depression and kind of, you know, at that kind of mysterious time in your life?
2: So it was like a weird time. Uh, Me and my boyfriend were like having like a really rough patch. Mm -hmm. Um, So we took some time apart. It wasn't like the best time. Um, So it was very difficult for the both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we kind of just got back together. We Mm -hmm. went on a date. For Korean like barbecue (laughs) and I knew that he was the person that was going to motivate me Mm. to get back into where I need to be because from the jump when I met him he went to like our first like curated art show and he went to my first like curated group show and then like I just it made me think like this person is really motivating why am i going through this by myself when i know he wants to be there with me on this journey Mm -hmm. to like success so i was like okay so we got back together everything was great i started applying to jobs
3: yeah i got a
2: new job with life touch and then i was like okay i love photography i can do this Mm -hmm. this is great and he was like oh my god you got a new job that's great leave home depot i left them peace bye um so yeah and and then i just i started feeling like okay i can still do this i can still Mm -hmm. apply to other places this doesn't have to be my final like no i'm going to still apply so i continue to apply we're working at life touch and i started realizing that if this is the photography I want to do, this is not what I want to do. Like yeah. or this is if this is the photography that I'm doing right now, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It was very commercial. It yes. was very business. There was no type of creativity. Mm-hmm. There was no type of um the most spunky I got was when like a kid didn't want to smile and I had to like do something goofy yeah. to make the kid smile. But I was like, man, why am I working so hard for this kid to smile when he doesn't even have to smile?
1: Absolutely. So
2: I was just like, I didn't want to force a kid to do something that they don't want to do. So when I started realizing all these different things, I was like, "Mm, I need to continue to keep applying. Yes. So that's what I did.
1: That's (laughs) wild. And I've heard, I won't say any names because I don't want to put them on blast, but a good friend of mine who's a photographer, great photographer had that experience and he yeah. hated it so much no creative freedom mm-hmm. and is it true that you can't work yeah in photography after you leave that place oh or while you're there
2: while we're in there
1: like not even for yourself
2: right so it's let me just explain it this way so if you work in the portrait studio mm-hmm. with jc penny i feel like i'm outing them but people need uh-huh. to know what it is what it is, yeah. it is, what it is you cannot if you're working in the jc penny portrait studio you cannot work as a portrait like photographer like you cannot like like openly say like hey i do this too or yeah it kind of has to be strictly like in that studio wow i know and it's like so wild because i was just like yeah i know how to do this i've done this before i've worked in a studio and she was like oh well if you work here then you can't like do that and i was like Damn, like, you're kind of like taking that away from me. And because it was so fast paced, you literally, like, everything had to be done within five minutes.
3: Oh my gosh. It
2: didn't feel natural to me. Like, everything was like, okay, pose them this way. Okay, do that, move the light, boom, move the curtains, boom. You had to be quick. So it was just like, oh, I can't. Like, I was like stressing myself out working both portrait and also like life touch mobile technically yeah. because i had a huge studio in my back seat of my car
1: oh my god and you've seen my car yeah 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 so you loaded all that up and you went to different schools and every all that.
2: morning sometimes waking up at like three or four in the morning just to drive like two hours because you have to be there like at like 6 a.m to set up to set up yeah, yeah. at so these was, different schools and stuff yeah, yeah i Jeez. would i have the farthest i've driven was to raleigh
1: in you durham to raleigh to set up for a school Mm -hmm. and you shoot probably all morning.
2: All morning. And I would get back at 1 o'clock just in time for my kid to either be waking up from a nap or getting ready to go for a nap.
3: Oh my god. My
2: body was exhausted. I was tired. And also like they do these weird breaks. So technically like you're full time but it's a full time seasonal job. So during December up into the end or mid-January, yeah. you are technically unemployed. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you just like, nah, this is not it.
2: Yeah. I was, Um, it was Christmas. I was able to get, like, last year, yeah. like, it was Christmas time. I was able to get everybody gifts. I was able to do a Christmas party for my friends. Mm-hmm. It was great and everything. But then, like, after all of that ended, I sat back and I was like, I cannot be unemployed for, like, a month and some change.
1: Yeah that's like that hurts my pride my soul. Yeah, yeah no exactly. <laughs> you're not getting paid mm-mm. wow yeah that's insane I, And then you can't work for yourself mm-mm. you can't do photos for yourself if you wanted to you just still working for them. yeah insane
2: it's pretty it feels like um now knowing the difference between like contract and like mm-hmm. everything else it was basically like a contract-based job yeah and when you work for them you work for them
1: that's that's it yeah that's all she wrote
2: so yeah
1: that's wild. What an experience. It was. Yes, um, yes, yes. My yes, knees yes.
2: are, like, always, like, hurting now because I was rolling on the floor all the time. Uh, oh, you're
1: getting those shots and everything.
2: Oh, no, not shots. Uh, uh, no. Oh, no, I don't mean, like, like sh- photos. Oh, yeah, photos. getting, yeah, photos, getting yeah. the, getting, sorry, getting the right <laughs> photos and everything. I was like, shots? No, I'm my not bad. getting shots of my knees. I've been taking photos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, um. so, yeah, like, rolling around the floor with, playing with kids. Yeah like it really took a toll on my body i felt it because i came home with bruises like my first week and i was like holy crap some people have been doing that for like 10 15 years yeah
1: and that's and some people like it
2: mm-hmm.
3: not
1: not for me not mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not for your friends. <laughs> yes yeah no <laughs> so you so the transition out of there how did that work what did you do
2: So, I actually, like I told you, I was applying Mm -hmm. every single day. I actually got a call back from my current job, which I work at a country club. Yo. And it's a private one. And they needed a communications coordinator. Okay. So, I was like, okay, I can. I read. I did things differently with this job than I did any other job. Like, I looked at the listings, highlighted everything that I was, like, qualified for. Mm -hmm. And then... I, like, put a question mark on everything that didn't, like, or wasn't highlighted. Yeah. So, like, phone interview done. Cool. He's like, all right, let's schedule a face-to-face interview. And I was like, all right, cool. It's really, like, intimidating to be in an office with, like, two older white men that are already, like, in, seasoned in their field, in their career.
3: Yes. So it's really
2: intimidating. But they called me back like a week later and they were like, you got the job. And I was like, really? Because I was nervous. Yes. Yes. Really intimidated. But he was like, yeah, you got the job Monday through Friday. Weekends off. Weekends off. The kids. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, even though the pay was good in Life Touch because we technically got two checks, one for working and one for mileage. Wow. I was like, Okay, I'm going to let this go because I know that this is not like what I need to do. Yeah. And then he explained the position and was like, It's part time, but we'll be paying you X amount. And I was like, Okay, I can do this. Like yeah. this is this seems normal. I'll be making around the same that I was making before. Okay. I can do this. So he was like, Alright, cool. Um, will you start at this day? And I was like, Awesome. I came in. I dress professional, so, like, I was, like, in a cute little outfit and gave me a tour of the club, and I sat down on my desk, and I was like, holy crap, this is it. This is, this is real. This is it. Yeah. And then, I mean, I've had some ups and downs with my job. Um, I've had to put some people in their place because Ooh. I'm not going to be disrespected. Yeah. Especially for a couple of reasons for being hispanic a woman and oh, yeah. a millennial
1: triple threat
2: so it's just like yeah i work with people like my coworkers are 40 and up yeah. and i work with i i work upstairs in the exec office so most of the hispanic people that i see like
1: The free piece of podcast is sponsored by Zipster, specializing in custom websites and local design. You don't have to lift a finger to look cool online. Visit zipster.com and see what they can do for you.
2: Our grounds people are a cleaning crew.
1: Unfortunately.
2: So it was very difficult. I had to like truly like understand what I was like, you know, like. I could be like a beacon that they look up to you like, yeah. hey, you do this shit for us, man. Like, So they really admire me and admire my spunk. So that makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, and if I wanted to talk shit about somebody at work in Spanish, you I do could do that. So it's just like, you know what? I'm good here. <laughs> I got this. So, yeah. So. I love that. I
1: always wonder if yeah. that actually happens when I'm, a, if I'm at somewhere and I hear... You hear you hear English first, and then they go talk to themselves in Spanish. It's just like I want to talk shit. Well, yeah. they
2: could. They could be. Or, or they could be just, like, you know easier. what? I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna say this in in English because I don't want to offend anybody. Because yes. you know it could be like, yo, this place looks mad dirty, or. Yo, what was she thinking when she was wearing those heels? Like, you know what Yo, I mean? It could be like two, or you know, one of the
1: Talking shit. Uh, it's so crazy. don't we all though? We all talk shit. That's very, <laughs> that's very freaking. I ain't gonna lie, I love shit talking. So you've been a communications person there
2: for uh, nine, ten months.
1: Nine, ten months. Okay, mm-hmm. so I guess that's you're kind of marketing, is it social media. Like, what is what is the day in life for you?
2: Okay. I want to talk about it, but I like I'm gonna I'm gonna try to talk about it.
1: If you need to go around, yeah, I'm gonna things. just go around. Yeah, don't don't get yourself so in trouble. So
2: technically, I am literally like my title is communications, but I'm technically an assistant to the marketing director.
3: Okay. okay and
2: cool, cool. um, I do some of the things like like the magazine, curating that mm-hmm. and getting everything ready for that at the first of the month. Getting things ready for the employee newsletter at the first of the month.
3: Okay.
2: Um, photographing events. That's what I do. Okay. Um, I was supposed to be doing social media, but
3: uh, you know, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Just gotta let it go, okay. go at my own pace. Absolutely. And um, yeah, That's I'm crazy. the bubbly, spunky, positive energy positive. that they need. That's good at, in those offices upstairs.
1: It's good because I feel like those environments, to me, no offense if people who are at country clubs are very stale. Very. Stale. Yeah, you know, just it's very
2: like. Traditional, Like one time we had a member come in and was like, I'm an English major and the woman's name needs to come before the man. And this is all wrong. And we had to explain to her like, ma'am, the reason why we put his name first instead of hers is because he is the primary account holder for the membership and she was like that is still wrong and i was like you're really gonna fight over this like i'm sorry we have bylaws that we have to or are supposed to like follow yeah so it's just like mm-hmm. wow like you really want to like fight that yeah
1: that's when daniela started talking in spanish yeah probably i was, was i was talking in my head because I, I had head, nobody like was like yeah like let me let me say this in my head and then <laughs> let me address this
2: exactly
1: that's wow so i guess your graphic design part is doing the magazine yes okay so and us
2: promotionals about for and profo- okay. websites yes yeah so you're
1: doing photo and graphic design mm-hmm. so how is that so are you and it is every month
2: every month every, every month you're doing
1: wow so yeah. tell us how that's prepared what you do how long it takes like all that
2: so in the beginning the marketing director was a uh, uh, like he was the person in charge of it mm-hmm. and he was doing it the week of and I was like, "Oh, oh hell, no, God. like I cannot do that. You cannot put all <laughs> this pressure on of. me the week of like you cannot do that. So, in the transition of me getting a hold of the magazine,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I spread my workout from the first of the month until the thirtieth or the thirty first yeah. when I'm printing. Yeah. um, I send out drafts on the twenty eighth so like that, you have twenty four hours to look at each one of your department's events to make sure." Hey, Daniela, this is not right. You have 24 hours to fix it, then print. Mm-hmm. Boom, we're done. But it's not all like that all the time mm-hmm. because it's <laughs> just not. like I get like events that'll be like sat in stone a month in advance. And then the day that either I send out the draft or whatever, they'll be like, no, nah, take that out. We're not doing that. And I'm like, yo, like now I got a whole space I need to fill, like. If you're if you're taking that away, give me something to put in there. Yes. So it, it's giving me definitely like It's definitely giving me an insight of like I guess like working as a creative director almost cuz like I don't I don't maybe not a creative director. That's what kind
1: of sounds like to me though. But
2: almost like it just it gives me an insight on I guess like Working in magazines and working okay. in advertisement and it it's it's very interesting just working with different individuals yeah. and personalities when working on this magazine. That's and wild. Curating it so
1: it's crazy you went to that team aspect. Yeah. That we talked about yeah. with your internship.
2: But like this team is like a little different. Yeah. They don't yeah. like they're yeah. not my first team was like organized no, and yeah. we were on a timeline. Yeah. This is kinda like I'm gonna take this out and then put this back in. Yeah, or just, wait, I need to change the price on this. And I'm just like, mm, just like, can we just stick to one thing? Yes. Yeah, we've had to change the name to like several different junior events. Like, oh really? And the way we market it initially is one way, and the way that the department head says it is another way, and it's just like it's it's not consistent.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, what go, what goes behind the scenes of these? publications sometimes is like chaos. Mm-hmm. So good job though. It seems like you're <laughs> you're kinda grasping it, you know, yes, best you can. I
2: feel like I, yeah. I I'm I can, yeah. yeah.
1: And you're still there, so obviously you're doing something right. Right. But I say if you weren't they kick you to the curb Exactly. Yeah, this is right to work state so. I did
2: feel like that sometimes though. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, Talk about tell us about it. So just robots they have
2: um They have a voice that they use technically through their magazine and the way that they speak in email.
3: Mm.
2: I don't have that voice. Like, I am young. I am, like, not old. I am fun. I'm not boring. So it's just, like, the voice, like you said, is very stale. It's very bland. And it's just, like, uh, one time I did type an email by myself, and then I got pulled into the office. And, yeah. Wow. I had to get a talking to about how I – um, built my sentences and paragraphs, mm-hmm. and they also corrected me on my grammar as well. Mm. So it was just like, uh, yeah, this sucks. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So I was just like, mm.
1: it's always a, see. That's a clash. I've always thought about like when you're obviously you enter these corporations or businesses, you're going to be have that that clash of old and the the young. And obviously they're going to look down on you. They're not going to take you seriously mm-hmm. and all that. So and obviously you're very qualified for your job. So yeah. that's, that kind of, that's, I can see that being like a, ugh.
2: yeah, it yeah. Sucks.
1: but you got to start somewhere.
2: Exactly. You got to start somewhere. At least I'll be able to be like, you know what? I thought this was bad, but this is like,
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So jumpership right a little bit. Cause I'm interested in, you say you dabble in the U S mm-hmm. so you dabble it, you dabble in it with this current position.
2: Unfortunately, no. Okay.
1: So you're doing it on your own yeah so okay.
2: through school I'm a practicing UX designer for my yes. master's degree yes um, and I'm currently enrolled um, at the Maryland Institute College of Art yes um, which is in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a 15 month long program. I love it. And so far, I'm kicking butt. So, you know, yes. five more months and yes. walking across that stage. Okay.
1: Let's back a little bit for the U.S. because I want to go, I want to talk about what even made you want to go that route
2: okay so crazy thing i actually wrote about this on my blog on my Mm, website um yeah it all started with an instagram ad okay because like during that time in um my unemployment period i was like what the hell am i doing like i'm sitting at home not doing anything when i could be learning like Mm -hmm. i could be doing something and i know i could do it by myself but damn if i had a degree like i'm sure like I can get this freaking job. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at schools, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then this ad just came popping up on my stuff. And I was like, okay, if it comes in threes, it's a sign. Mm -hmm. So it did. It came in like three consecutive days. That freaking ad just came popping up on my Instagram feed. And not just on my Instagram feed, but on my Facebook feed. So I was like, "Mm, you know what? I just need to apply. And so I called... um, the office and she was like this is a great time for you to do it because the application is free and i was like oh my gosh that's great what like the application is free what do i have to lose nothing amazing so um i filled out the application turned in my artist statement turned in my portfolio they're like they only needed like three pieces of like really good work so i sent them three and i got a call back while i was getting groceries And I just, like, started crying because I was like, holy shit, things are finally looking up. Like, I'm doing this. Like, And she was like, congratulations, you've been accepted. And I was like, oh, my God.
1: She was, like, holding some cereal. She was
2: like, I was, like, crying. Like, I was, like, legit crying. I felt
3: like people were like, what the fuck is wrong with her?
1: What is she doing? (laughs) Is the food that bad? The price is this this bad? That's amazing. I mean, that's a huge step forward. I Mm -hmm. mean, getting your master's. So... Obviously, super stoked. And did you... So, what is your curriculum there? Is it UX or is it something yeah. else? Yeah. So, okay. it's
2: UX design and I could actually like...
1: Yes, kind of tell us what that is first and then go into that. Give you
2: an insight. So, basically... um, So, it's a way of proactively creating a good experience as defined by specific goals and for a defined set of users. Mm-hmm. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: we really again back to the problem solving like we take Mm -hmm. a problem and we solve it to make it an even better experience for users yes so it's something that i love and i'm able to incorporate it Mm -hmm. and now i get to do something that could help people because we're so attached to our phones like that's just what we do unfortunately yes yeah Yeah. like i mean like my last project was um being able to locate food trucks around you
1: wow yeah with your phone Mm -hmm. okay
2: So, um, the app is called Oasis, and it was able to locate um, any type of, like, food truck in your area, Mm -hmm. and you would be able to set different filters depending on your abilities and disabilities, as well as, like, whether you have a family or you don't, or whether you want alcohol or whether Mm -hmm. you don't. Mm -hmm. So, it was just, like, this is, like – it was, like, super cool. I haven't added it to my portfolio yet because it's not – like finalize the way I wanted it to be, but this is that was my first um, high fidelity prototype. Yeah.
1: So it had yeah. micro
2: interactions and everything.
1: That's nuts. So it like it works. It works. And you, Oasis, you designed it.
2: Yeah. Well, it was a team effort. Team but effort, right. It was a team effort, but everybody had their specific roles. Yes. And in those roles, mine was designer. That's so. So cool. being able to do that was like amazing yes it was very fulfilling
1: yes um
2: i was sad i wasn't able to present it because i was away on my trip but yeah i knew that i had left my team in good hands because i had designed the powerpoint slides Mm -hmm. i designed the playbook i designed the app all i had to do was literally add the written information in there and present it
1: that's wild Mm -hmm. so obviously all done online yeah so how how I'm actually just Google Hangouts, or there's Google um, uh, all that. So how'd you how were you able to function and, you know, meet the requirements to get the project done?
2: You know, it's actually very hard because all of my people's were on the west coast.
1: Oh gosh, they're like three hours, two hours behind. Oh mm-hmm. my God.
2: <laughs> so like one guy was traveling as well. He was visiting family during it was all this was during Thanksgiving up until the first week of December. Wow. So We had six weeks to curate this project, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, he was traveling, so it was really hard because he went from West Coast to Midwest, and I'm over here on the East Coast, like, trying to figure out, like, guys, please, like, I just want to go to bed on time. Yes. I still have, like, a toddler, so please just help me out here, you know, like.
1: Gosh. That's what I want people to keep in mind listening to this, that Daniela (laughs) has a kid. Like throughout yeah. this whole thing, she has had a kid since college.
3: Yeah,
1: insane. Because oh yeah, think. I mean, if you want to be in bed, probably by like eight or nine or ten. For them, their evening's just getting started.
2: Exactly. They're yeah. not even having dinner yet.
0: Hey, it's Trista Miller from Find and Trust Events. I'm here to tell you about the ninth anniversary Hand to Hand Spring Market that's coming up March 29th, a Sunday from 12 to 5 p.m it'll be taking place within the bearded goat within revolution mill it's free to attend and we will have a ton of the best local handmade makers that you can find in north carolina so don't miss out on this great shopping experience and to know it's also will be the only hand-to-hand market for 2020 so don't miss out on this great Opportunity to support your local artists and makers. To learn more about the Hand to Hand Spring Market, visit findandtrustevents.com. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. So obviously, I worked through all that. Yeah. And you were able to complete everything, which is phenomenal. Um, obviously, you have five more months to go.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, in those next five months, are you working more on this? Or um, what, what, how does that look so for you? So, the
2: next course that we're taking is a more business. At like business oriented course mm-hmm. um, so the business of UX design okay. and then the next course following would be our last course and it's our thesis okay. so we'll be working on um, of course we have to get it approved or we either make something new or choose something that we've worked on get it approved and then focus on bettering that mm-hmm. and we're going to have a panel of judges and we present it to them
1: wow yeah. that's cool you, and you're going to be there for this one
2: Um, it's virtual
1: okay so you can do it okay yeah gotcha, gotcha. so it's gotcha. virtual yeah.
2: so i don't have to show my face and cry right you know like <laughs> get all yeah and get all crazy yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so yeah. and virtually like i guess your whole group mm-hmm. or just you as a group
2: um just, so it's a cohort of 20 individuals
1: okay that you're gonna do it individually though yeah okay mm-hmm. gotcha mm-hmm. so you you're gonna see them Through a computer Mm -hmm. screen, but not to necessarily be there. Yeah. Wow. So I
2: send them. I'll be able to send them my prototype, and then they go through the scenario with me. But I don't talk. So that's a that's one of the aspects of UX design when you're testing. Mm -hmm. Um, You create scenarios for your personas, um, and you walk through the scenario and the person who you're testing it out with has to figure out like how to do it on their own but walking through the scenario
1: oh gotcha and the best
2: way to test is for the person to speak out loud on what they're doing so
1: okay so i got okay so
2: you're searching you know you're doing your thing you're walking Mm -hmm. through and then you're like wait it's not clicking Mm. and then you write you know you write your notes you figure things out on how to better it whether you need to work on the ratio of the, like, actual um, buttons on fingers, like, yes. and measurements, and it's just, yes. like, I didn't think that that was a thing, but it's it's a real thing, like, human-machine interaction, that's a thing,
3: yes.
2: and, yeah.
1: That and the colors, and yeah. making sure it's easy to use. Did you
2: know men are most likely to be colorblind? Like, no, I did, did not know I that, not and know green that. is one of the colors that, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, so it was just like, holy crap! Like,
1: insane. There's so much that goes into mobile apps and stuff, and even on computer screens. That you know, there's a reason why certain things are the way they are, Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a lot of things that I think about now because I know a lot of graphic designers. Mm -hmm. But um, talking to you and now, it's like, man, that actually makes a lot of sense. That how. Watch stuff the way it is you know on our phones and stuff like that. Yeah. That's crazy. And UX is becoming like all the jobs I've seen are like they want people UX. with this. Mm-hmm. This is is going to that cuz everything's going is UX mostly just mobile stuff? Um no it could it, be it's, web. It's everything. It could be yeah. web too. Okay. I've met yeah. some UX yeah. designers
2: who've worked with the government on websites. Okay. That yeah,
1: makes sense. so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and every company and business is going to want they're going to that website more, e-commerce and mm-hmm. cuz that's how people see things Mm -hmm. mostly through their phones yes it's crazy how people create things for their phones before they do the desktop Mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense
2: yes because it's right in our pockets yes
1: yes so before we do go to what your plans are kind of after this is over i want to talk about your personal projects okay because i went through all three websites all (laughs) last night night before i'm just like blown away yeah these projects and you know in particular i want to talk about so, yeah, 60 minutes to myself. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to, like, go too deep into it, but like, I do kind of want you to explain, like, what your thought process was making these. Uh, you had the case studies and, like, just you a couple of case studies, mm-hmm. actually. So, so what goes on? What? How do you create these projects? What goes, what's going through your head?
2: So, a lot of it um like if it's well thought out like 60 minutes to to myself was more of like a in the moment thing. Okay. I didn't really plan out. I started writing and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to write, 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 write mm-hmm. and whatever I take from my writing, um I'm just going to incorporate that into my visual." Mm-hmm. So, it was more of a journaling experience. Mm-hmm. Um I was at the moment going through a really rough stage. Um it was during right before I was about to graduate. Mm-hmm. Um I had lost my dad, my the dad that I know yes. back in um my junior year of high school. So, I lost a very important aspect of my life. And then um I was battling with the relationship with my father. Okay. So, um it was I guess you would say it's like that whole piece is like about daddy issues and wow. finding like um a real role model somebody to look up to as a like, you know, male figure. Absolutely. So, Um, that's what that was based off of Um, my postpartum uh, case study uh, basically focused on a solution for women who do not have health care or who cannot afford health care yes and I um, I focused on that because I had to use Medicaid for any type of postnatal post pre-baby all Mm -hmm. of that because I'm a college student who doesn't have a job Mm -hmm. I'm yeah i'm not as fortunate as some people um so i wanted to help these moms find a better solution for their postpartum and pre-baby situations um the second case study on gift giving Mm -hmm. was during my residency in maryland okay and um i was in a team of two me and my partner Sion. um we decided to create a ultimate playlist of how to find the best gift for your friend, your partner, That's your husband, awesome. your boyfriend. And these lists would be created based off of the person.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you would have a profile. You would be able to look at the person, have their information. A notification would come up of so-and-so's birthday is coming up. You would be able to curate a list and see the top picks. Click your pick. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Click yeah, your yeah. pick, and then you would purchase it, and you'd be able to live track everything.
1: That is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So that was mostly, and you get a, a group thing, mm-hmm. but that's more. So it was residency. Mm-hmm. During what time period?
2: It was in September of this year. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you actually
1: We went to Maryland. Went oh yeah. That is badass. So
2: we got to like meet up with our cohorts yeah, and yeah. it was like great to see them in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And we took a group shot. So it was like it's really nice to know like each individual's going through their own experience with yeah. this. Some of are already in the UX field, some aren't. Some are in psychology. Yeah. And it's weird how you can incorporate all of these different um career. Fields into this one,
1: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. wow, I'm blown away. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's just so <laughs> much you doing, so much, and that's so freaking cool, you know. <laughs> and so this was, and I've, I've talked to a lot of people who do residencies. Basically, it's you know how would you describe it? I don't, more of a it's a set amount of time that you go and do something, kind of, and it's not necessarily for like. Let's see what's word. I'm trying to say. I'm getting lost. I'm jumbled up. It's not for like, because you can kind of do it voluntarily.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. no. This was actually part of our course. Oh, so this was part week. of your course. Okay. It was mandatory. We had to go. Um, okay.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay.
2: And it was only a weekend. So only a weekend. So we had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
1: To make all this.
2: Well, Friday and Saturday, we made the gift giving app. Yeah. And then... Sunday, we actually worked with Emory, like a group of UX designers from Emory. It's yeah. a company um, based in Baltimore, I think. And we really worked on just the technical side. We didn't design at all. Um, my group actually was a winning group. Yeah. And we came up with a solution for easy and um, wow. a timeless checkout at grocery and department stores.
1: Insane. That's, like, that's wild. Yeah. The team. I like, That'd feel awesome.
2: It does. It's just, like, it's kind of wild sometimes to think, like, hey, I did that. But I have to say, after the weekend was over, my brain was, like, tired. Yeah. I'm so tired.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find a time to work on, like, still personal stuff now?
2: Yes. So, yeah. I, on my trip, I actually, I documented my grandfather. He's going through Alzheimer's right now. Same. So... Mm-hmm. You know, Uh,
1: believe me, I know it is not easy at all.
2: It's very heartbreaking to know that that's something that happens. My grandparents are the ones who raised me Mm -hmm. in Panama. So to me, they're like invincible, you know? So I documented a story that he kept repeating and it was a story of how he met my grandmother. So, yeah, um, I was able to also photograph not just him, but my grandmother and also my son, um, who experienced what it was like living in Panama for like a week? So
1: Wow. And that was recent.
2: That was recent. That was like last
3: week. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you told me you had photos from Panama, which yeah. I'm very excited to see. Yeah. Um. So, wow. Well, so, you definitely kind of, you know, the photography thing, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of keeping up with that, you yeah. know, an old passion of yours. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I love uh, knowing that that's still a thing in your life and, mm-hmm. you know, you're capturing things. And that's an insane project. Are you going to release it to the public or are you going to keep it to yourself?
2: Um no definitely want to do something like a show to show yes, like please. how the mind just continues to work because yes. like his he went through like five of those different stories mm-hmm. like in a span of like an hour or so yes it was yes just
1: crazy. and one thing I read on your site when I was going through is like you kind of practice uh, vulnerability and empathy mm-hmm. um throughout your work so. Why is that important to you?
2: Um, because I feel like there's a lack of vulnerability okay. like surrounding me and empathy as well. Um, I feel like I apply vulnerability because I feel like you shouldn't be scared of being vulnerable. It's something that you go through and you should just embrace it.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I went through some trauma back in high school. Yeah so i felt like everybody wanted to it was taboo to talk about it so yeah. i was just like but this is something that is happening now we need to talk about this so yeah. Yeah. i practice that in everything that i do and empathy is just because it's just the type of person i am it's just yeah, like I, I feel like you need to have empathy towards other people and yes. towards yourself like you know you're going through a lot of shit like just yeah.
1: uh,
2: you have to be understanding you know yes.
1: that's one thing that um as a um, I guess our generation is, needs to help work on is to be mm-hmm. understanding and mm-hmm. empathetic and yes. all that. So that's, that's good. I love yeah. that.
2: And that's something that applies to UX. Like yes. we put a lot of like empathy into what we do. So yes, yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah.
1: So obviously your future, you kind of want to go into this UX field.
2: Mm-hmm. As a designer. As
1: a designer. Mm-hmm. Designer part. Because obviously there's programming, all that stuff yeah. behind that. But yeah. you want to go to the visual the visual yep. side of it. Mm-hmm. So, five more months. Yes. school. Are you starting to apply? Oh, before?
2: yes. Okay, I, I was started wondering. started to apply oh, yes. from, like, the middle okay. of my 15 months. Okay. So, like, the summertime, I started applying to different jobs to see, hey, like, it's entry level. I can possibly do this. I've mm-hmm. experienced it. Um, so I've been applying since and hopefully crossing fingers, you know, yes, knocking on wood, yes, praying.
1: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. That will be phenomenal. Are you going to stick around these parts? Or?
2: I do, but I know if there's an opportunity elsewhere, got to take, take it? it. Yeah.
1: Yo, this is so crazy. I love yeah. this. So I'm rooting for you. Thanks. This going be so cool and so, you're so hardworking and so positive, yeah. you know, <laughs> going through the, the the post-grad thing and then still being good to your child and having a great partner shout out to him yeah
2: shout away. out to shout
1: out to Aaron. yeah shout out to Aaron, dude that's that's yeah. that's amazing he seems like he's really really great for you very supportive mm-hmm. so which is as an artist you need that support you do so, i think people from outside are like oh your art is great it must be all fun it's like no it's hard it's a lot of self-doubt
2: Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of
1: resistance it's a lot of it's not easy at all being an artist so uh, like i said i have applaud you all throughout this this interview but Thanks. i applaud you <laughs> so much um but i do want to get some advice from you and mm-hmm. i want to get some advice i usually get an overall general thing but i want to kind of bring it in more detail like you've been a woman mm-hmm. what advice would you give to women trying to get into this field of usually white men like getting their voices heard and all that. Like what advice would you give to up and coming, you know, women in the arts?
2: So, of course, like stick to your like stick to what you believe in. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I was told that from the jump. If you don't believe in something or if somebody's trying to push a belief on you, stand your ground.
3: Yeah. yeah. And
2: also, never be afraid of critique. Never mm-hmm. be afraid of your work possibly failing you know like always just continue to just drive for what you want i love that mm-hmm. love
1: that nice and to the point yeah you know i'm saying persevere yep. Keep people it simple. yes you can yeah. do it but future you at superstar that's what we call oh, you thank you yes absolutely <laughs> and i definitely uh i'm honored to have you here to share your story. It's a good one.
2: Thank you. you
1: Um, Are you available for hires, for commissions? if people want some Uh, design stuff? Yeah, totally. Okay. Always
2: open for new projects. Um, I'm more available on the weekends than I am during the week.
1: Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah.
2: Also, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are probably best days as well. Okay. Okay. But yeah.
1: What sort of things do you like to do in design and stuff that people can kind of like, if someone has something they need done, they can that's something around what you like
2: right you so i would say like any stationary work that okay. you need okay. um i've also done some branding work so any type of logos and okay. stuff that you need okay so yes yeah. so
1: please hit Daniela up she yeah. is so talented Thanks. so talented so positive i'm sure you're great very good at work I, i'm gonna find some way to work with you, Aww, I, love thank finding, you. I love finding some way to work with my friend you know, give me yeah, small, networking. Big. Yeah. yeah, it's just fun. You know, it's yeah. just so much fun. But yes, thank you. So, where can we find you on the internet?
2: So you can find me on Instagram. Yes. Hold on sorry. Yes, and you're, good, you're, good, you're good Um, at Daniela Teresa underscore, and that's Daniela with one L. Oh yeah, and it's one L, <laughs> She got me. You can also find me at www. dot com.
1: Yes, yes, Yes. go view her work, it's, like, it blew me away, no, when I got there, I was just like, oh my gosh, because, like, I've, I think in passing through the internet, we've kind of, you know, I, yeah. I saw your name a lot, and I finally added you, I was like, wow. Oh,
2: that, that's, like, nice.
3: That's, yeah, absolutely, I
1: mean, that's just how that, that's how that crap works, I think, that's how Instagram, that's why I love the internet, mm-hmm. but, like, you, I mean, that's why I forgot what maybe finally, like, look at your page, obviously, I see a bunch of pages all the time, but yeah. I was like. She seems really freaking cool. Let me see what's up, you know? <laughs> and then you comment every now and then. But like, yeah. yeah, I'm so happy I did. This is great. But yes, add Daniela. She's amazing. One L. I texted her. <laughs> I, she's laughing because she knows what I'm gonna say. I texted her and I was excited. Like, yeah, Daniela, you know, I said it with a couple L's. She was like, ha, huh, one L. And I was like, I was just adding some emphasis <laughs> on your name, and I was very excited to talk to you. So she cussed me out a little bit. I was like, she cuss <laughs> cussed me out. She cussed me out. But no, it was a pleasure. I love that you're here. I love that you came and shared your story. It's a great one. Yeah. Um, oh, I having a kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, there's 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 very few excuses, people. Yeah. But <laughs> yes, but thank you and goodbye, people. Bye. The Free
2: Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook myspace live journal twitter we tweet we'll do smokes niggles whatever y'all need thank y'all so much have
3: a good night